Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome to a brand new episode. This week, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. Uh, for me, this is all about talking about a podcast, about uh, the best parts of 2021, and also uh, just New Year's resolutions, how we can make this year as positive as we could out of last year, looking to the future, and also using the past as a reflection and as a way for us to also understand what we can do better in the new year. I do love thinking about resolutions. For me personally, I'm more of a day-to-day person. I don't know about yourself, but for me personally, I find it best to set myself daily goals. It doesn't matter whether I can't get them all done, but having a set of 10 daily goals, for me personally, that works well. Having New Year's resolutions, they are fantastic. For instance, I set myself a goal last year of running a thousand miles. I hit that target. I got exactly a thousand miles for 2021, and it made me extremely proud of myself, uh, to say the least. And it was one of those uh, New Year's resolutions that I had to hit with the ground running. Uh, Yeah, but no pun intended. Uh, but you know with this idea this momentum of having the consistency so if we are gonna talk about that ability to get new year's resolutions done you have to have that mindset that desire to truly want to get it done in the first place if you want to quit smoking you must not smoke uh, and I know that sounds really simplistic, but you also associate yourself as a non-smoker. You should say to yourself, I am a non-smoker. The same way I say to myself, I am a runner. I'm not just a runner. I'm the best runner I can be. I am the best runner in my life. I am the fastest man in my life. I am the fastest person in my life. And by saying these positive affirmations, no matter how cheesy they are, or how much BS you feel like you're telling yourself, you're going to give yourself a, a little bit of a serotonin boost. You're going to feel a little bit, you know, up and the, the shoulders are up. You're shaking about a little bit and you're feeling that positivity and you're feeling like you can take on the world. And that's what these are about. For me personally, I love the fact that we have New Year's resolutions. I love that I can see people wanting to progress because that's what it is. That's the truth right there. We all have this initial want or need to improve who we are. It is set with Within us. It is something quite beautiful about being human beings is that we know that we are not perfect and therefore we can improve and that's within everyone and I love that about us. I think um, I was reading recently, a rereading 12 Rules of Life and Antidote to Chaos and in one of the sections uh, Jordan Peterson compared uh, the beginning of Adam and Eve with how they realised that they were naked, that they were bare to the world and that their nakedness and imperfections were a realization but they were also something they could use to understand that they themselves need to look after those imperfections that they need they themselves are not perfect and therefore they have the ability to be better and to look after themselves and to understand the negativity is not with you forever it is something you can work with so I think for me personally, I want you guys, I hate that. One thing I've realized as well, whenever I'm talking to the camera, I know this is a little bit of a, a, a tangent, but the phrase you guys 
it's it's I've heard it so many times on YouTube now, but I'm starting to hate myself for doing it because I hear it in other people. So I'm going to try and refer to you as you from now on, rather than saying that phrase. So I will try my best to keep my vocabulary on the expanding front, rather than referring to the same audience members in a certain tone of manner. <laughs> so a tangent ended on that one, but I, I thought I'd address that annoyance. Maybe that could be one of my New Year's resolutions, not to say you guys on any podcast that's a goal there you go there's one i will start with that as a simplistic but something that uh would provide me with a little bit of positive feedback on that one so yes that's enjoyable right there moving on to the next sort of subject you want to tackle how was 2021 for you for me it was a roller coaster ride it it was a little bit of ups and downs in multiple places uh, and for me personally I think for a lot of the world it was a lot of uncertainty and that uncertainty didn't allow you to make that maximum potential so what I have come up with and I don't know if this is going to work for you but it may it seems to have worked for me is create some habits that can be done anywhere so for me personally one of my favorite things to do is travel Travel can't, traveling can't be done in all scenarios currently due to COVID. I can do the best I can. I can do the best with the finances I have, with the money I have, and with the savings that I have occurred through the hard work that I've put in and through the money that I've saved. However, we can't tell the future. We don't have that uncertainty. That is a subject or a habit that is uncertain and may not have the ability to do so. While it does generate me a lot of... Uh, you know, joy and love and happiness, uh, it may not be sustainable. So, what do we do from there? Well, we come up with habits that are sustainable and are done even within these uncertain times. So, what have I learned from 2021? Well, my favourite thing that I've learned from 2021 is that my habits that I have created now that I can do anywhere. And those habits, starting with, and you all know this one, is reading. I pride myself on the ability to read uh, and to read lots of different types of book, fantasy, non-fiction, whatever it is, document, uh, sort of life documentaries, uh, people reflecting on finances, uh, you know, there's, there's such a, a wide breadth. One of the sections that I haven't tackled yet, and here's another resolution for me, is to look into... Um, the environmental side of things. I'd be very interested to read a book on how an individual can tackle uh, the best ways of save it, helping the environment and also understanding it at the same time. So I may look into that and you can hold me to it by uh, another. So those are two things already. I've already come up with two things on the fly right there just by thinking about it. They're not solid. They're not as solid as the one I'll come up with later, but I'll, we'll move on to that. But point being is that the idea of reading can really help you um you can be you can do it anywhere you have so many resources to read if you're not personally a reader i would recommend audiobooks everyone recommends audiobooks because they're easy to listen to even podcasts to some extent have some information that can 
be provided to you via listening rather than reading. But I do think reading has something better. For me, the physical touch of a book and flipping through the pages and even the smell for that matter really has a positive uh, feedback loop for me. So whenever I go back on a daily basis and read my minimum of 10 pages a day every day, I'm back into, by the way, the reading three different books on the same day. Uh, that is purely because I have uh, a lot of free time at the moment, which is enjoyable and I'm maximizing my habits, as I've said. So me reading minimum of 10 pages a day every day has allowed me to maximize uh, the the books I go through, but also uh, the enjoyment I have of knowing that I've achieved something that day. So think to yourself, just by saying to yourself, you're going to read, even if you say, I'm going to read a page a day, that's 365 more pages than you did last year. It is something that is incomprehensible to most people because they want the big goals, they want the big mountainous goals that I've climbed a mountain or I've done a marathon or I've um, got a degree. These are goals that need chipping away at. You don't have that in a year sometimes. You can't compound that into one year. You need these little success stories that you can refer to on a daily basis that you say, I did that and I'm proud of myself for doing it. And this, this is what I'm so happy about re like seeing in myself, but also in other people uh, over the past few years is that uh, podcasting and motivational speaking and all of these things, while motivational speaking, I'm not as too much of a fan of, it does provide people with some way to push themselves into areas of uncomfortability. Uncomfortability, is that, is that a word? Anyway, point being, reading for me has been one of my habits that I wanted to form. And I have formed it in a way of taking something simple and applying it to my life. So that was number one. Number two for me was writing. I have started, I, I write, started writing back in March of 2020 and I haven't stopped since. I have written a journal entry nearly every single day since then. And it has allowed me to channel my thoughts uh, because I don't want to feel like my I'm opening up too much to the world. I want to have some things that I can hold for me. And this is, in some way or another, yes, it's a little bit secretive, but I think for, for, for the goodness of your health and your mental health, you have to hold a few things back and to allow yourself to be able to um, focus truly on the ideas of getting some of that emotion out of you. Because we make a lot of decisions that are emotional and are in the moment and they can make you feel negative about them later on so by creating a journal you can actually retrace your steps back as well and see how you've progressed since that uh, you know first day of writing and you can see where you've come from and you can see the mistakes you've made or the thoughts you've had that have made you feel um, insecure or uneasy and you can know that in some days you're gonna have bad days and in other days you're gonna have fantastic days and this is the true purpose of a journal is to be able to empty your mind to some extent and to have that repetition of daily writing one thing that I found is uh, writing regularly has allowed me to improve how I write and how I express myself I've realized the words that I use on a regular basis you know we've all heard the fact uh, about uh, the use of like we only use 500 words total in the whole English language like we don't I, I'm pretty sure the total word count for the English language is 500,000 
500,000 words within the English language. We only use like a, a 500 of them or something crazy like that. It is uh, the repetition of those words reflected in your writing. If you can expand your vocabulary through reading and knowledge and then you start writing it down, it's going to implement that practice and therefore make you truly be able to express yourself through speaking and through writing. And I truly think that is really important for you to be able to get on with the world uh, and also for you to feel a little bit, you know, strong in who you are as a person and able to express who you are. I have noticed recently that there's a lot of people I look up to who take pauses to be able to truly think through the, what they're trying to say. One of which uh, is Elon Musk. He recently did a fantastic podcast with Lex Friedman. I'd recommend it to anyone listening. And it, you know, he took this these moments to just truly think through what he was trying to say before going through it. One of my biggest uh, issues is that I just go whoosh and it's just ha ah, and <laughs> all at once. And sometimes it's just good to take that time. I've talked about this before uh, in one of my deleted podcasts that I uh, uh, didn't, oh, didn't upload because I had to re-upload it because of the sound quality. But I did say within the podcast that the ability to slow down and not be afraid of the pauses, of the silences, and to truly envelop yourself in the silence to be able to understand where you're going and to truly connect with your thought process. That's a new skill and it's a, a new way of thinking and it truly makes you feel a little bit more coherent but also powerful in who you are. And I will you know, continue to say the word powerful because you need to reflect by using adjectives uh, about yourself that you want to think of yourself as. If you think you're weak, you will be weak. If you think you're strong, you will be strong. It may be something as simple as that. You know, it, it's really simplistic stuff that you implement, but it's not like just saying it once. It's about continuously doing it over and over and over again. Anyway, enough about the the habit of reading and writing. We'll move on to number three for me. Uh, as I said, I love languages. I am truly uh, making it uh, a priority of mine to do some time doing languages. What I have found over the last year is that while Duolingo is fantastic for building your vocabulary, getting a basic understanding of a language, it doesn't truly give you the weapons or the arsenal to be able to go out into the world and speak that language. What I would say is my favourite way of learning was through a teacher called Michel Thomas. He is no longer with us, but he has left behind a lot, a big collection of CDs that you can listen to that will allow you to truly be able to speak and to be able to use the language that you want. This is why when I was uh, recently in Geneva, French was a lot more applicable because I could form sentences and form general uh, speaking terms for people to understand. And I was able to comprehend some words and some phrases because I'd listened to Michel. If I'd just done Duolingo, it would have been a lot harder because it doesn't truly give you the, the conversational uh, parts of the language. So 
what I would recommend, if, if even if you don't want to listen to Michel Thomas, what I uh, personally find easy may not be applicable to you, but you may find someone who can. And there's always someone out there who's got some content for you to listen to. And there may be a podcast out there that may be speaking in that language. And you may pause and start again to, re to retort to that language. I think the best uh, practice of Michel was the fact that he would get you to pause the audio, you would respond in the language that he's asking you to respond, the question he's asking you in, and then he would come back and repeat the answer that you were supposed to answer with. And therefore you create this fantastic relationship of, ah, I think it's this, I'll give a retort, and then you get the answer back and you can hear the way it's meant to be heard, the way it's, the way it's meant to be spoken. And from there, you can truly understand, uh, you know, the back and forth between two people. So I, uh, one thing I would like to do is I'm going to try and do Spanish with Michelle Thomas, a little bit of Spanish with Michelle Thomas this year, and uh, I will use that to be able to comprehend Spanish in a better way as well. So I am doing French and Spanish. I do like to do multiple things at the same time. I know that's not the best way of learning, but for me personally, it makes me, I think it keeps my brain whirling at a high speed, and so I'll just switch between the two of them, and I'll get a bit of this, and I'll get a bit of that, and it does, I don't know, it keeps me excited. Like I said, you want to have this consistency. So for me personally, having that, you know, the Spanish, and then switching over to French, and then switching back to Spanish, it, it almost creates a really nice rhythm between uh, being able to keep that interest in learning. Because there's nothing worse than, for instance, if you find a book that you're finding really hard to read and you're forcing yourself to read it and you're going all the way in. One thing I have, I, this is another thing from reading as well from 2021, quit the book. If you find it friggin' so, so many people I've talked to have said, oh yeah, I forced myself all the way to read this book. And I thought to myself, why? Because I used to do that as well. I was like, I used to force myself to get to the end and I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I'll never read it again. Those sort of books that you you read once, you never read again. Throw them up. Don't don't even bother big read. You know, reading the whole thing. A lot of people have that. Oh, I have to know how it ends. Clause. Whatever. If you have to look at the ending. But for me personally, now I've learned is don't waste your time. Time's the asset. Time is everything. Sometimes you have to realize that you have to quit some things in order to maintain that consistent want and need to read so it, and it, i think it applies to languages and, and writing as well if you're finding something truly hard and you're not really committed to it you're gonna find it a lot harder to continue with it and you may not even feel that full you know desire and passion and i do mean passion because i think when you've done something that knowing that you put your heart and soul into it and you truly enjoyed the process it is passion. It is joy in that. So, yeah. Reading, writing, languages. I will continue those three. I think those three so far are the foundation of my good habits throughout 2021 and even 2020 for that matter. And I can will continue to, to do those. Uh, and they really they keep me sane, you know. Keeps you cognitively wired i think that's the right way of saying it another one is beer so this is over the christmas period i think i had 
one on Christmas Day, one on New Year's, and one now. And this is the new year. So this will be my first and only beer until my birthday of August uh, of 2022. Uh, I don't drink. I have three excuses for drinking. I drink on New Year's, I drink on Christmas, and I drink on my birthday. And last year, I implemented this on my birthday. Before then, I had a total of, I think it was around three or four beers. And I started to realize to myself that while I do enjoy a good lager, and while it is a treat for me, I want to keep it that way. I, when I was younger, I abused alcohol. I used it as a way to disconnect from reality. But now I'm wired for reality. I'm wired to be here. And I'm wired in a way that makes me so happy and so joyful in the moment where it's like, you know, the de the lows are lower, but the highs are so much higher. And what I found is that with alcohol, it was what it was doing was giving me a, a quick access, a quick um, access to that happiness, that joy for a second. And it would pull me out. And then I'd go away and it would disappear and I wouldn't know how to access that joy and that that euphorium, the, the euphoria, sorry, again. And it would be impossible for me to understand how to get it back. But now I know how to access it normally and to find the things that bring that joy out of me. And podcasting is one of them. Obviously, I've spoken about this many times. I can, I will do this for free, for no money, for a very, very long time until I get bored of it, basically, you know? Until I'm staring at the clock, counting down the seconds where I'm like, oh, how long do I have to do this for? This is not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because it brings me joy. And reading, writing, languages, these three things may not work for you, but they work for me and they, they're habits that I truly enjoy doing. You may find that you want to do yoga. You may want to pick up, uh, let's say you want to do some poetry. Let's say you want to do some argumentative speaking, for instance, by, uh, you know, debating with people. These are things that for me personally, I'm not going to go and do. I mean, I do yoga, but that, you know, point being is that you may find a habit that I may not do, but you may get the most out of it. And this is what it's about. It's about maximizing your joy for that and your ability to implement these and habitually do them. So writing, reading, languages, redu reduction of alcohol in my life, which has truly been a joy. I cannot tell you more than that. I think that the reduction of alcohol has made also, if no one tells you this, your finances will go up. You'll realise that when you go out with friends, when you go out with people, you won't be spending as much because alcohol costs a lot of money. And it's, uh, it's a realisation when you go out for dinner with friends, when you go out with dinner with family. If you are drinking, you can't drive. I mean, I don't drive anyway. But point being is that you, you can't be the responsible one, basically. And I like being the responsible one. I like being the person who can lead the pack. And that is something that I take joy from. So I'm not going to take that away from myself by drinking. Uh, like I said, I've given myself a few occasions to be able to do so. And the people I respect out there, while they do, some of them do drink, some of them don't. And it's a choice that we all make. And something that I have realised about myself is that I like myself more when I don't drink. And I like who I am as a person. And that's all that matters. And I don't judge those who I look up to just because they drink. I don't judge my friends because they want to drink. That's their choice. They may, they may get the same amount of joy that I get from not drinking. And that 
That's key. So, while I have a beer in hand here, and I'm saying I'm not drinking, what I am doing is I'm allowing myself to understand when to implement drinking and when not to. Not to sound like I'm uh, Professor Braggalot. My God, I'm so I've got it so together. I've got it so. I feel like one o'clock dinner with me. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, it's it's not that. I'm trying to get across the the sort of joy you can get from you doing things for you and truly having that consistency and that joy within that consistency. I don't talk about this a lot. I don't talk about these little things uh, very often. I don't think that, um, you know, one of the things that I have realised is that friends and family may not get the same sort of understanding or maybe the same joy that you get from your habits. And so you have to I think the best way of putting it is to have that self-congratulations. And everyone around you may not get it, but you can see the big picture. And that's all that matters. So, reading, writing, languages, reduction of drinking. My fifth one, uh, as you know, has been to work out rigorously. I think the total days I took off this year for not working out, so I worked seven day, seven, worked out seven days a week every day for the entire year apart from two days. One day, I got the flu, and the other day, um, I just, I'd got my booster jab, and I was super tired after it, so I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I tried to work out, and I was just like, no, this isn't going to work. So two days out of the year that I wasn't able to work out. Uh, I think there was a third for where I was with friends while I was in Bristol and I couldn't get a workout done that day. But, you know, we did a lot of walking that day. It was like three hours of walking, so you could consider that exercise. Let's say three. Let's say three days I took off throughout the entire year. So there was 365 days. 362 of those I took off, I, I worked out. And for me, that consistency, again, allowed me to realise how much the, the human body can take. Uh, a lot of people say that you should have a rest day and all of these things. And if I'm honest, I think it's a load of rubbish. Um, I think that it allows you to get into this bad habit of you taking days off when you feel tired. Uh, and what you truly need to do is just find an alternative to what you're doing. What a lot of people think when, for instance, a lot of the people who are saying take days, rest days, are the types of people who are going to the gym, deadlifting, squatting, doing bench press, and they're like, they're wondering why their body's falling apart, and it's because you're not alternating with different types of exercise. You need to be able to, uh, if you're just hitting the gym, you will find that you're going to want to take off more days because you're just hitting those muscle groups. You're just hitting the same uh, part of your body over and over again. You're hitting your whole body, don't get me wrong. If you're doing, for instance, like me, where you do uh, half of your body uh, twice a week every week, then yes, you're hitting your body, but you're hitting it with a, the same movement, the same repetition, the same weights. Uh, your body needs to be 
shocked into different ways of exercising. And that's why I combine mine with running. So running's extremely different to weightlifting. It is probably the complete opposite of weightlifting. And that is why, for me personally, it's, it's worked so well, is I combine the two of them. I do three days of running, and then I do four days of weightlifting. And it allows me, uh, with a combination of stretching as well, to not get injured and to not have to take rest days. By doing so, I may feel tired some days, and I may feel that I'm not gonna get as good a workout in, but the majority of the time, I can get that workout in, and I can get an, a full hour of working out without having to stop. And that is true, you know, this is, this is the true consistency and the true power of working out. The mind starts to realize that it, you're not going to stop and it adapts to that and it adapts to your lifestyle if you say to your body i'm going to take rest days it will start to realize that you will rest on for instance let's say you work out three days in a row and then you take the fourth day off it will consider that fourth day as always a rest day so if you try to work out on it in the future it's going to find you're going to find it really difficult to do so and you'll be like oh it's because today is meant to be a rest day, you see, it's not meant to happen, <laughs> please. And the truth is, is that you haven't built that sustainability within yourself to get through that rest day. So, build consistency, don't listen, I mean, for instance, if you've, you know, this is a big thing as well, a lot of people say rest days as well, because they're creating these unsustainable workouts where you're friggin' and I've done them don't myself, don't get me wrong, I'm not like, I'm not trying to say I'm perfect, I did the exact same thing, I'd go in and I'd lift a friggin' ton of deadlifts, and I'd squat heavy, and then I'd be like, why can't I bend over and pick up my keys, you know, and it's because I was going too hard, and not allowing my body to be able to recover from it, and I was getting minimum sleep and minimum food intake because I was like really like strict to myself. So you need to have a combination. Have that in mind. If you're thinking of implementing in your new year a workout regime, make it sustainable, make it consistent and make it enjoyable. Like, damn, that's the main thing. Enjoy it. This is you trying to get in good shape. This is you trying to be a better you. And that's all we're asking for in this lifetime. I think that's it, isn't it? You want to be better than you. And that is all that matters. I'm consistently trying to do that. I am going out of my way to do that. I am going out of my way to better myself as a human being, day in, day out. And no one else may notice it, but I will always understand it right here in my heart. And that, that's the key. So, working out, reading, writing, languages, reduction of alcohol, running a thousand miles, I've talked about that earlier, that for me was a great achievement. This year I'm going to try and get, not try, like uh, my friend Jordan Green always says, there is no try, there is, <laughs> you know, quoting Yoda, there is, uh, there is no try, there is do or do not. And I, I think that's it's really true to some extent, because there are some things, as I said earlier with reading, where you do take something that is arduous and isn't worth completing, and you will throw it away. Uh, and I think that's, you know, you do or you do not. There is no try. So, 
I'm going to get at least 1,250 miles this year. I'm going to get that. And it won't happen because I'll make it happen. Because I will break it down. I will get the numbers. I will understand how many miles to do in a week. And I will crank them out. And I will stretch more. And I will work out in a certain way which will allow me to do that. And I will lift heavier weights. And I will get more reps in. And it's just by understanding that I have the capability mentally to be able to do so. And you do too. It's just having that desire, that want, that need to get these things done. If you do not want to get in shape, you will not get in shape. If you do not consider yourself an athlete, you will never be an athlete. If you do not consider yourself a healthy person, you will never be a healthy person. If you do not consider yourself a not fat person, or if you consider yourself a fat person, then you will forever be a fat person. Do you understand? I hope you do. Because it's important to understand that you are you and you have the power to be able to make yourself better. Better. Tier. Two T's in that. Two t -t 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 T's. So, point being is that having a sustainable regime and understanding that you can break it down into small chunks makes that big task feel a lot smaller. So, Running, weightlifting, reading, writing, languages, reduction of alcohol. What's next? I think for me, from 2021, I think it was a tough ride for me in work-wise. I'm looking to revitalize my desire to be in the industry. Um, and I think I'm going to do some contracting at some point throughout this year once I've done some traveling. But we'll see. I'm not going to make this a part of my resolution because it's a very different part i've done for the past seven you know i'm 26 now since i was 19 i've been in and out of the it industry i've been working uh i've, I've done a degree in computer science i got first class in that computer in computer science um i did all of these things and i'm now at this point where i've built this foundation and i'm like I need to reflect. I need to take some time to figure out what I truly want to do with that uh, in the future because while I've built this foundation, it now gives me the chance to step back and really think where to take the next step in my career. Because one thing I have noticed is that just by grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding through all of the work, you don't take that moment to really figure out if you're enjoying the process. Uh, and I now understand when I am truly happy and when I'm not. And last year was really difficult with the work that I did. Um, and not to say that uh, I wasn't part of the problem, but it's also the environment you're in. So if you are someone like me, who's you know extroverted to some extent, then you will find it very difficult to work from home. And I didn't realize it at the time. I've always thought of myself as somebody who can work from anywhere, but I am a people person. So you have to incorporate some of that to your life. So to have regular contact and not to be isolated in, in some way or another. And to also feel uh, like an adult in the industry. It's very important to feel like you have control over your own work and how you do things. And that you don't feel that you are undermined by the people. So there will be... Uh, I want to make some changes in my career. I will look into that. And uh, that will be something that I will be looking into over 2021. Uh, I am working at the moment, a lot of the writing I'm doing for my book that I'm writing at the moment is for myself, uh, the coding that I'm doing is for myself, but it's not making money, you know, so there is that, so 
while I have talked about doing uh, coding for other people and going out there, I haven't really put the effort in. So that may be something that I can make as a as a re resolution to myself to look into that area. But at the moment, financially, I'm stable. I'm not looking to spend too much time coding for other people. I want to get into this space where I'm just coding for myself and enjoying that process and revitalizing that part of my life. Uh, so that was a big lesson from 2021 is that um, sometimes you may not do jobs for other, do jobs for people you actually want to work for or like for that matter. And it's a very difficult process to go through, but it's, like I said, it, life's ups and downs. And last year was a roller coaster ride of things. COVID didn't help. Let's be honest. A lot of the rules that were implemented through COVID and the lockdowns and the, the lack of contact with people, uh, it did cause some issues within a lot of people's lives. So to take from that is to understand that 2022, we want to be able to live alongside COVID, to be able to work towards a, a new way of living and to take the goals that we can do and, 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 and do them. And if we can't do other things, then we can't and it's out of our control and to understand that. So as well as working out, reading, writing, running, languages, reduction of alcohol, creating a, a great working environment. One of the other ones that I've truly tried to incorporate, I've talked about it many, many a time on this podcast, is meditation. Meditation for me has allowed me to just disconnect from this reality sometimes. And I don't mean that in a, a negative way, I mean it in a positive way. Sometimes you have to look within and focus on just breathing. And I don't think... I think one day I will take some time, a year or so, to go and work, go and spend some time at a Shaolin monastery, because I think it's really important to have this achievement in your life of where you just spent your time working towards your inner self, your soul, your whatever religion you are, whatever beliefs you have. I think that sometimes we need to spend some time just focusing on those. I don't mean all the time because you don't want it to take over your life, but just taking a year to focus on something other than the overall goal, the overall, you know, wants to, to achieve your dreams and all of these things. Take a year to separate, and I will do that at some point. Uh, it is a financial thing you have to do as well, where you have to save up a load of money to do it, and because you're disconnected from the rest of the world, and you're staying somewhere else. But that that really interests me and that will be part of uh, my future at some point but to meditate allowed me to really understand how how much i focus on the outside world the external how my thoughts can really take over who i am as a person and how i let my let my inner demons control what i think and what i say and it's very difficult to quiet in that voice unless you meditate and to if you combine it with all of those seven things that i've talked about so far is that you allow yourself to collect and really understand where those thoughts and where they're coming from and, and where your insecurities are and how you can avoid those insecurities and hopefully not place them on other people and it can be like that because when you are in covid and you've uh for instance, you're with your family, it can feel like the world is slowly, 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 but closing in around you. And I don't think that's true at all. I think that 
the truth is is that you project what you're feeling and you allow those thoughts to spread like wildfire because you're not tackling the problems from within and if you don't tackle those issues they will grow and you will start to resent the people around you and by doing so you cause yourself problems because you have this inability to be able to control the world around you and control the world within you meditation will help that i think for me it helped me connect spiritually but also helped me connect with my mind a little bit more so yeah a little bit again a lot of this stuff i'm saying I, I, i'm not gonna keep saying it but it is a little bit cheesy and i'm not gonna apologize for it because it's it's also true so meditation is, is is definitely something that i i love doing and as i've said in the other podcasts i love putting some star wars music in the background and using my mantra of uh, i'm wonderful i'm one with the force and the force is with me and it works for me and it may sound silly but it works for me and it's uh it makes me feel very at ease and positive as well and and feel that you know when you have a really good exhale you're like <sighs> you know that that moment there that moment where you exhale and you can feel the stress of the world around you just disappear that's what star wars music and the combination of meditation works for me in and when I'm on my roll mat, when I've rolled out my bed and uh, I'm sat there cross-legged and uh, having that music in the background and the cool air come into the room, it allows me to to truly connect with who I am. So, yeah, that's that's I think that's the majority of the main things I wanted to cover for those sort of things that I learned from 2021. I think for 2022, uh, the main things for me is to travel where I can. So when, I, like I said, habits that are achievable this year. So I have seen the possibility of uh, traveling. I went to Geneva, as I said. Uh, I will be uh, exciting times from this podcast. I will be traveling to Mexico uh, on Wednesday. So I will be going to Mexico from Wednesday. So the next podcast will be uh, in Cancun. And I will look forward to talking about my experience there and the different culture and, and, and my time there. And hopefully uh, have a nice background for, for the next video. And for those listening, uh, I will try and give the, the best uh, analysis of the area around me and to talk about that. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And as, as well as doing things that are uncertain, like traveling, I will continue to do my seven strong foundations uh, of uh, habits that I've, I've formed over the past two years. I will continue to do those because they can be done anywhere. And I will try my best over the next, sorry, I use try again. I will over the next year uh, look to, I would say make new friendships, but I don't think that's the goal. I think for me personally is to make new experiences so make new memories that's one of them because those i always cherish the memories i have of past experiences that have made me smile or or i think about them and then they give me that that warm tingly feeling where you just feel good about yourself so i'm, I'm looking to make those uh i will make, meet new people but the thing is people come and go and you live with yourself for the rest of your life so I think it's more important to focus within and then 
just be a nice person to everybody and see who sticks around. And if they stick around, great. But if they don't, then you, you're not going to be uh, let down in that way. So I think for me now, I'm just going out of my way to be a good person, to make those new experiences and to really focus on finding out what I want to do in the future and take the time to to figure that out. And if that means doing some contracting or if that means doing some freelancing or if that means just writing and running out of money by the end of the year because I spent it all on traveling and, and doing nothing, then so be it. But for me, it's just taking this time to to do the things that I want to do and uh, yeah, use 2020 as a really good solid year for building more foundations and building more sustainable habits that are going to really um, help me mentally but also help me physically and uh, continue to build the life that I want for the future and hopefully make me a better person along the way. I hope you're getting something out of this. I hope you're understanding that for me this is uh, this has made me a very truly happy person and I hope that you, the listener, uh, although very few of you, <laughs> uh, I hope you get something out of it and I hope that you too are forming strong foundation, foundational habits that will change your life and make you a better person too. So that's what 2022 is about for me, is forming those new habits and uh, continuing all the good ones that I've formed before. And as always, I will try my best to make these podcasts as entertaining as possible. And I will continue to pump one out every single week. I don't th- Actually, that's another one I didn't talk about is that I've done, uh, I think I missed maybe one or, t- or two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. I missed two weeks out of the entirety of last year. Uh, and I can't remember why. Uh, I think it was purely because of um, where I was positionally wise, I think, or something along those lines. But it didn't matter. Uh as long as I was banging them out, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And it makes me very proud of myself knowing that I am, have the ability to do that. The the editing every Sunday morning, the recording every Saturday night to be able to get it done. Even if I'm seeing friends, even if I'm going out, I made sure to be able to get it done. Because commitment towards something you love shows your commitment towards that love. So this has been a Tell Us Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. And this has been a new year's resolutions podcast episode 70 so as always i hope to see you this time next week bye now